What's goody? Welcome to the Pacers Premium Podcast, Episode 5. I'm your host, Donnie Ray, and I like to start off every podcast just saying, obviously this is a Pacers podcast, but what makes me different from all the other podcasts is I try to remain unbiased, even though I'm a Pacers fan, I'm going to give that real take, always say what I'm thinking, whether it's good or bad for my team, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, I might cuss here or there, might say an N-word here or there, so if this isn't what you are comfortable with, you might want to turn me off but if that's what you comfortable with if that's what you rhyme with donnie right here for you so go let's go ahead and get into it pacers premium podcast episode five so pacers remain at sixth in the eastern conference still at 11th in the espn power rankings literally nothing has changed from last week i mean they've been consistent uh to say the least you know what i'm saying they always getting those dubs throughout the week, but there's always that one loss. And you just like, man, I just wish they could keep that streak going. So we'll see what they can do rest of the season. Um, so Pacers, they're 20 and 10. They're a half game back from Philly, uh, who's 21 and 10. And Philly's actually tied with Toronto for the fourth and fifth spot. And the Pacers, they're three and a half games in front of Brooklyn. Um who sits at 16 and 13. So, like I said, the Pacers, they've been consistent and they stayed at the sixth spot for at least, what, five weeks. I've been doing this podcast for five weeks. They've been at six the whole time. So they've remained consistent and they're actually gaining ground on Philly. We're only a half game back. We were like a game and a half back last week. So they're gaining ground. They're remaining consistent, but we need to make that leap, man. I'm trying to get into the top four of the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm saying? If we get in the top four, that'll give us a good seat. Now, I know we don't have Vic back right now, but I just want us to get over that hump and get into the top four. So game recaps. We beat the Lakers on Tuesday, 105 to 102. Sabonis so had 26 and 10. Brogdon had 14, 6, and 5. TJ Warren had 12 and 5. And Miles Turner had 16 and 7. Now, like I like I said at the beginning, I always try to remain unbiased. So that's a decent game for Miles. I would like them like him to get a couple more points, like him get a couple more rebounds. But that's a good game. If he can do that consistently, I won't have nothing bad to say about Miles. Like I like I said, I want to remain unbiased. I'm always unbiased. I like to keep it real. When Miles is getting five and five, yes, I'm gonna have something to say about that. But when he's doing 16 and 7, he's getting 18 and 8, stuff like that, I'm cool with that. Now I would like it to be 20 and 10, but when he's doing that, I'm not gonna have too much to say. So I just need Miles. To do what he's expected to do, man. That's that's all I'm asking, man. People think I'm a Miles Turner hater. That's not true. I just want him to do what he's expected to do. So, the Lakers on that game, they came out like with a ton of fucking energy. JaVale McGee was like, on a oop, was like the first like two points of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, they came out with a ton of energy. And like, they had us down like pretty much like the whole first half. I don't think we got a lead until like the beginning of the third quarter and then like um it was like halfway through like the third i think it was like 
Jeremy Lamb knocked down like a tough fucking like come around off a of pick three. It was like it was a tough ass three. And then just after that, like that gave us like a spark. And it was just downhill from there. You know what I'm saying? Pacers like we just took off. And then like in the fourth quarter, the game was like tied at 100. And then Brogdon um, like came around and hit like it was like a, a nasty up and under layup. I was like, that was nice. And that gave us like the 104-102. And then we ended up getting a free throw. And we ended up winning 105-102. to So that was just like a, a good game from the Lakers. I didn't expect us to win that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I said that on the last podcast. I didn't expect us to win that game. But we came in. We grinded it out. Got the dub. Boys was D'ing up. Now... Anthony Davis obviously didn't play, so that, without a doubt, played a factor into it. But that can't take away the dub that we got. We still beat the Lakers. Like, I seen one of the memes or something. People were saying they didn't have Anthony Davis, but we didn't have Victor Oladipo. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it all evens out. So, that's a good win. And one thing I wanted to say is I hate on <laughs> Alex Caruso, but... That is a hooping ass white boy. I have to give it to him. He is tough. I was watching his uh, his game and he's a tough he's a tough guy, man. So shout out Alex Caruso. And really, just the only thing that makes me hate him is just like how people troll so much. Like they just really talk like he's just like <laughs> it was like it's Alex Caruso's team and stuff like that. Like that stuff like that makes me dislike Alex Caruso. But like I said, his game is nice. So shout out Alex Caruso. So, beat the Lakers on Monday, or Tuesday, my bad. Beat the Lakers on Tuesday, and then they beat the Kings on Friday, 119 to 105. And that was their fifth straight win. TJ Warren had 23 points, four rebounds, and he only had one assist. And that was one thing that like caught my eye when I was looking at the box score. I just wish he would get more assists. It's good for him to score. And like I said, when TJ Warren scores buckets, we win games. The facts are right there. The proof is in the pudding. But I just wish he would get a, like more assists, be more of a facilitator. I'm not saying he need to get 10 assists. I'm not saying he need to get no triple-double. But if he can get those assist numbers up to like more like a five, I feel like that'll help the whole team out and the whole team will be better and they'll be able to get more points uh, from different areas, whether it's Sabonis, you know what I'm saying, Lamb, Brogdon just ball movement is always better you know what I'm saying so I just wish TJ would get more assists I hope somebody says that to him okay so like I said TJ had 23 and 4 Miles Turner had 17 and 3 good game like I said I wish his rebounds would get up there but 17 points can't really complain about that like I just wish he would get more rebounds Sabonis had 15 and 6 and uh, McConnell had 15 and 8 and I just wanted to say, man, one thing, like I was just watching McConnell and he is the fucking epitome of Indiana basketball. I know I said it like that, Indiana, but he's the epitome of Indiana basketball. Like he's a fucking grinded out guy. He fucking comes in the game, ton of energy at all times. He doesn't fucking care that he's coming off the bench. He knows his role and he just fucking is a hooper, bro. Like, and apparently his dad coached coaches in pennsylvania and he's the fastest coach to 500 wins 
So just like the basketball knowledge and shit just runs through his veins. But I was just like watching him play and he just be making smart plays. Like he's a uh JJ Berea 2.0 type player. Like he just come around hitting these jump shots, hitting these nice getting these nice little passes. Like he's a tough player, man. He can get to the bucket. He's small, but he can get to the bucket. Like JJ Berea, like TJ McConnell is tough. I'm glad he's on the fucking Pacers. So We won 119 to 105. And it was a good win, obviously. Like every win's pretty much a good win. But we were letting some people kill us that shouldn't be killing us. Like Balika or whatever his name is, he had 13 points in the first quarter. That was ridiculous. And Rashawn Holmes finished with 20 and 9, basically 20 and 10. And it's just like, we got these bums out here killing us it shouldn't be happening like we gotta we gotta toughen up because like just like i was saying last week we had uh who, who was it it was oh uh whatever team oh the hawks had jabari parker deandre hunter like three people had 20 points like we can, that can't be happening against good teams like stuff like that we can't be having bums kill us if that happens with good teams they bums is killing us and they good players is killing us. It's just a nasty sight. And what we'll see with the next game, the Bucks. And it's not necessarily saying they're bums, but like when they have a lot of players that are killing or in double digits, it's a tough night. So, like I said, it was a good win. But then we turn around and lost on Sunday to the Bucks, 89 to 117. So Sabonis had 19 to 18. That's a monster game. He knocked down a couple of threes. Like, really, not much you can say about that. Sabonis, he did what he needed to do. I mean, he maybe could have done more, scored some more points, but 19 to 18, sh- shit, what can I ask? What more can I ask? You know what I'm saying? So, Brogdon had 10 and 10, 10 and 10. And I love that Brogdon had 10 assists, but in games like that, big games like that, I need him to get more than 10 points. And you would think you would think that he's playing the Bucks. You would have thought that he would want to kill. Now maybe he didn't want to force the issue, but I need you to get more than 10 points. Like you average more than 10 points. And then the big games, I need you to show up. So I love the 10 assists. I just wish he would have got more than 10 points. So TJ Warren had nine points, three assists. I mean, three rebounds and zero assists. And it's just like zero assists, nine points. Like TJ didn't really show up. That's definitely a reason why we lost that game. Like I said, when TJ Warren gets buckets, we win games. And he wasn't getting no buckets that game. And like I was saying, the Bucks had six players in double figures. Middleton had 12, 5, and 4. Uh, West Matthews had 19, 1 and 1. Brooke Lopez had 17, 2 and 8. George Hill has 17, 4 and 9. Giannis had 18, 9 and 19. And Robin Lopez had 13, 2 and 3. So, you know what I'm saying? This is like, we couldn't stop nobody. Like, we couldn't score any points and we couldn't stop anybody. And that's how you lose games. You know what I'm saying? We just need to come in and, like, I'm talking about beating these good teams 
We've only beat one good team pretty much this whole year, and that was the Celtics. Well, okay, we just beat the Lakers. So we beat two good teams this year, the Lakers and the Celtics. Other than that, are we pretty much just beating teams that we're supposed to beat, and we lose the teams that we're supposed to beat too? So it's just like I need the Pacers to show me more. Like I know Vic's not back, and things will probably change when he gets back. But it's just like until then, I need them to pick it up. And it just seemed like the Bucks had the clamps on us the whole game. Like I said, we couldn't score any sh- score any points, and like we were getting jump shots blocked. Like Brogdon got a jump shot block. Somebody else got a jump shot block. It's just like when you get jump shots blocked, it's just not your night. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, we can't be getting jump shots blocked, and we're just leaving shooters open. It just it wasn't a good game for us. Just overall, we couldn't score points. We didn't even break 100. We couldn't score points. And we couldn't D anybody up. And it's just like, we need to show up against these good teams. I know I say that every week, but it just is what it is. Just these little things that we are doing are the reason why we lose against these good teams. Letting six players get into double figures. Leaving shooters open. You know what I'm saying? Not knocking down shots. Not getting our scores the ball. You know what I'm saying? Little shit like that Is what's keeping us At the 6th seed You know what I'm saying It's consistent We still in the playoffs But we need to get Into the top 3 That's what I'm saying man Top 4 rather So I was looking At Like uh, The Pacer stats And one stat that stuck out to me and I just want to give a quick shout out. Is Doug McDermott, man. He is shooting. And know what really it made me think of this actually is that I heard uh Quinn Buckner say when I was watching the Bucks game. And I think he said like uh George Hill is like maybe like number two or number one three-point shooter. And he said Doug McDermott was fourth, fourth. So I went to look that shit up, and it was true. Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott is shooting 47% from three, and that's fourth in the NBA. And apparently, I guess he's played 81% of his minutes at power forward. So that may have something to do with why he's able to uh, shoot so good. He might be having these bigger guys that aren't expecting him. I mean, they ought to, they obviously should be expecting it, but these bigger guys that aren't want to stretch out to three-point line, and he's getting those open threes. And I just like have really personally noticed that he's just really been getting some open shots. He's really been knocking. He knocked down some tough shots, too. But I just noticed he's just really been coming on this year. Uh, I'm in this group chat with my buddies, Pacer Nation. And since I remember like at the beginning of the year and definitely at the end of last year, they were talking about get rid of McDermott. What's he on the team for? And he's definitely picked up his game this year. So shout out Doug McDermott, man. Like I said, I like to remain unbiased and give credit where credit is due. Shout out Doug McDermott. Not shout out these Stellas. I do not like these. I didn't buy these. Uh, I don't recommend them. Stella Artois. I don't recommend those beers. If I'm going to recommend a beer, I'm going to recommend Zombie Dust. Check it out. If you like IPAs. Uh, So... I was doing 
my research, just looking stuff up about the Pacers. And I came across this one article by Forbes, and they were talking about how Goga needs more minutes. And I actually agree with that because, like, when I see Goga out there on the floor, like, there's definitely times where he shines and it's like, damn, like, yes, I see why they drafted him. Like, he's going to be the next one. But there's a lot of times, too, where he just look like looks lost or just like, you know, like looks like he fully hasn't adjusted to the NBA game yet. NBA speed. And then in return, he ends up doing some stupid shit like fucking fouling or uh, dumbass turnover or some shit. So it's just like Goga definitely needs some more minutes. And they're talking about get him in the G League, but I would like to see some more of those minutes in the actual NBA game. Now, whose minutes would he take away? I'm not exactly sure, but he was a first round draft pick. So I would like to see him get some minutes and I need to see him develop because there's all these other people that come into the league you know what I'm saying? First rounders. And they come in killing. So, I mean, I'm not always expect. I'm, I'm not really ever expecting that from our first rounders because we always have like low, like low lottery picks if we even have a lottery pick. So, I don't expect too much from our players. But I would still like to see one of our first rounders like within the first two years, like really contribute to the team. Like, I, I'm tired of it being, like, year three or year four. Like, Paul George didn't really come on to, like, year three. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just tired of that happening. I want us to push one of our players to year two, be a breakout player. You know what I'm saying? Most improved type shit. So, I would just love to see Goga get some more NBA minutes. Whose minutes got to go? I don't know. But he's a first rounder, so he's kind of almost gotta be a priority in the future game plan you know what I'm saying so a hot take Justin Holiday is a better defender than Kawhi Leonard now I know I know I know I know that sounds outrageous but listen to me so, Kawhi Leonard, when he is guarding an opponent, they, for average, they shoot 38% from the field. And on average, they shoot 23% from three. That is when Kawhi Leonard is on defense, Dean, you up. Now, when Justin Holiday is on defense then you up what do you think his numbers are you would probably think it'd be higher wouldn't you wrong wrong <laughs> when justin holiday is on defense on average his opponents shoot 36 percent from the field and 23 percent from three I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. 
when Justin Holiday defends you, you're likely to shoot 36% from the field or less. 23% from the three or less. That is why Justin Holiday is a better defender than Kawhi Leonard. Now, granted, like I said, our main unbiased, I always like to say all sides. Now, granted, Kawhi Leonard is more times than not guarding a tougher defender. Justin Holiday is not a starter, and he doesn't always guard the toughest guy. Kawhi Leonard's guarding the number one guy on the floor most nights. So they may not be guarding the best players. I mean, Justin Holiday may not be guarding the best player. Excuse me. But he is guarding the best player sometimes. There's definitely games like versus the Celtics where he closes out the games and he's out there guarding somebody worthy. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know what I'm saying? Marcus Smart, stuff like that. So there are games when he's guarding one of the better players on the team. But it's not like Kawhi where he's supposed to guard the number one or number two guy on the team every night. So I will give him that. But the fact still remains that Justin Holiday, when he's on defense, his defenders shoot a lower percentage. So that is why Justin Holiday is a better defender than Kawhi Leonard. Hit me up, black on black on Twitter. Comment below why I'm a madman out of my mind or why you agree. Let me know. So, trade rumors. I talked about it last week. There's some trade rumors. Miles Turner for Kevin Love. And what they're saying is like maybe some Miles Turner, some draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I don't really see that happening too much. They're saying the contract. But maybe they can get like a third team involved. I don't really know who the third team would be. I'm just spitballing right now. You know what I'm saying? But maybe they can get a third team involved. And if they get rid of Miles, then maybe, I mean, it really wouldn't open up any more minutes for Goga. So, I mean, I don't know. Miles has seemed to be picking up his game. So, like I said, maybe when Vic come back, everything will change. He'll fix it up. So, we'll see. But another trade rumor they were talking about maybe Miles Turner for Marcus Morris. You know what I'm saying? So Marcus Morris, he signed a one year, 15 mil contract with the Knicks. So that makes like a lot more sense money wise. Miles Turner's making 18 million. Marcus Morris, 15 million. That makes more sense money money wise. Those are closer together. But only way I could really see that happening is if Marcus Morris like committed to having a long-term to signing a long-term contract with us and i mean i don't see why not he signed with the knicks i like marcus morris's game he's definitely a hooper he's gritty he's tough but i just really don't see that happening because marcus morris is too much of a nigga man <laughs> like hey i'll just keep 100 man he's too much man like 
He's got attitude. Like, he fucking threw the ball off somebody's fucking head in, in, you know what I'm saying, in summer league or not summer league, preseason. He threw the ball off a guy's fucking head. Like, that's some bullshit. Like, the Pacers, they don't usually sign guys that do dumbass shit like that. So, I like his game, but, like, I just don't see it happening. His attitude, I don't think it'll mesh well with the Pacers organization. I would be for it, but I just don't see it happening. And like I said, Miles is picking up his game, so we'll just see. And an, another thing I saw was they talking about maybe Andre Iguodala, and I guess he he's uh, on the final year of his contract. He's making seventeen mil, and they're talking about he hasn't he hasn't played at all for Memphis. You probably forgot he was on Memphis, but yeah, he's on Memphis, and. It's just like I don't really see the point in that trading Miles for Andre Iguodala. He's on the downslope. You trade somebody who's like twenty four for somebody who's like thirty four. Shit, I don't really know how old he is, but he's old. You know what I'm saying? He's been injured. Now he would bring that winning mentality and some leadership, but is it worth Miles Turner? It's not. So I don't see that happening. But that was just some some of the trade rumors that are out out there. So. Injury report. Sabonis, obviously, I mean, apparently, I'm gonna say obviously, Sabonis apparently has a sore left hip. He's listed as day to day, but they saying he's gonna play tonight versus Raptors. So we'll see how that goes. He's the tough. He's a tough guy, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna play. Jeremy Lamb is out with a groin injury. He injured that versus the Lakers. Still no uh, little timetable for him. They claiming he's day to day, game time decision. I don't think he's supposed to play um, the Lakers game. I mean, why I say Lakers game? I think he's supposed to play versus the Raptors. So we'll see about that. And uh, still, Victor Oladipo is supposed to be targeting a January return date. So they didn't give an exact date, but sometime in January. Um, like I've been saying, I'm not exactly expecting them back till after all-star break or maybe like slightly before all-star break. That'd be like midway through the season. I mean, I don't see any reason for him to rush him back. Still in the G League, probably. I don't think he's played. I haven't heard of him playing any more games, but I'm sure he's practicing. He's trying to get ready. So I'm not expecting him back until probably after the all-star game, but we'll see. So, weekly predictions. So, last week I was 10 and 2, but now I'm 11 and 4. Now, maybe you could say 12 and 3 because I said that the Pacers would either beat the Lakers and lose to the Bucks or beat the Bucks and lose to the Lakers. Now, I actually had it switched around, but I did say either or. I picked them to lose to the Lakers, but after everything, I say either or. So I really could be 12 and 3 if you want to give me that. But I'll just say I'm 11 4, so I won't take that. But the Pacers, they play the Raptors tonight on Monday. And the Raptors are fourth in the East at 21 and 8. But Pascal Siakam, uh, Marcus Saw, and uh, Norman Powell, they're all out. And it's the second night of a back-to-back for both teams, the Pacers and the Raptors. 
But last night, the Raptors came back from 30 points down. Kyle Lowry had 32 points. So that was a tough game. They might have been, you know what I'm saying? Giving a, they obviously was giving a all that game. So Pacers were two and two on back-to-backs. But I figure we'll win this game. We just lost to the Bucks. We want to redeem ourselves. And the Raptors, like I said, they played a hard game last night. Came back from 30 points. They might be out of gas. And I think we'll still be fired up. And I think we'll be ready to come in and get that dub tonight. So, Pacers play the Heat on Friday. The Heat, they're third in the East at 21-8. Justice Winslow, he's out indefinitely. And Deion Waiters, his suspension actually ends on ends today. So he's set to be able to come back versus the Pacers on Friday. And just a little thing about that. He's a fucking idiot. Uh, Deion, Waiter, <laughs> Deion Waiters, he called in like sick. You know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be sick. And then he posts some pictures on like Instagram of him on a boat or whatever. So they suspended him for that. And NBA execs are saying that his career is likely over unless he like has like some type of unlikely turnaround, they said. And they said his contract is pretty much untradeable, making like 13 mil a year. He had like a good ass year. And then the, uh, he signed him to that crazy ass contract, like four years, 56 million or something like that. And they're just saying his contract's untradeable. Nobody wants him on his team. His attitude, he's just ridiculous. So they said his career is likely over. They said they'll probably maybe buy him out or just agree him just not return to the team. But nobody else wants that contract. Nobody wants him on his team. So they said his career is likely over. He's a fucking idiot. It's crazy how people could be can be making millions of dollars and don't appreciate it and squander their shit. But that's the topic for another day. So, Jimmy Butler's averaging 21-7-7. Bam Adebayo's averaging 16-11. Kendrick Nunn's uh, averaging 16-3. And it's a home game for Miami. So, you would... I mean, it's kind of tough for me to go against Miami. But... I'm going to get this game to the Pacers, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're going to come in, be ready to prove some shit. Fresh off a long-ass break, we don't play until we play on Monday, then we don't play until Friday. So they get like, what, four days off? Christmas, get to eat good. You know what I'm saying? Chill with their family. Everybody be feeling good. I feel like the boys down in Miami might end up hitting some strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, Whatever the case may be down in Miami. And they may be a little groggy. And Pacers going to be showing up. And I feel like we're going to be feeling good. And I feel like the Pacers will get that dub. It's definitely going to be a tough game. Don't don't think I'm saying it's going to be an easy dub. But I figure the Pacers will get that dub. So, after that, Pacers play, Pacers play the Pelicans on Saturday. And that will be obviously the second game of a back-to-back. Brandon Ingram's averaging 25-4-7. Justin, why well, I say Justin Holiday? Drew Holiday is averaging 27-5. JJ Redick is averaging 16-2. And Zion Williamson is obviously still out 
he's targeting a January return. So we'll see. But there's still there's rumors out there saying that he's going to uh, miss the whole season. And I almost at this point, I mean, he hasn't played all season. I mean, they're not going to really make the playoffs if they are in a playoff race to not gonna really do anything in the playoffs so, I mean I don't really see the reason if they think it's that much of a concern that they're really thinking about him sitting out the whole season they might as well sit out the whole season because I'll see why not now if that's not even a thought then go ahead bring him back but if that's like a thought that you know what I'm saying the team is thinking huh maybe we'll sit him out for the rest of the season they might as well go ahead because there's no reason to risk any more injury or anything for this season because Nothing's gonna happen this season. Let him get in shape. You know what I'm saying? Let him uh get his endurance under him, everything, and just sit him out. Let him heal up fully. If that's what they're thinking. So Zion Williamson won't be playing, obviously. Like I said, Ingram's been killing. Drew Holiday's been killing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, shit. But with all that, <coughs> damn. With all that being said, I still think the Pacers will win that game. Like I said, we tend to beat teams that we're supposed to beat. Now, we do lose to some teams that we're supposed to beat, but a lot of times we beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, and we should beat the Pelicans. Like, they're not really much of a contender. They don't really have anybody else really doing too much besides Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday. Besides that, J.J. Redick, I'm, he doesn't really scare me that much. He never really scared me, but he definitely doesn't scare me at this point in his career like that. So it's just like they don't really have too much. We're supposed to beat them. I figured the Pacers pull out the dub and go 3-0 and for this week. So like I said, I'm 11 and 4 right now. So if you are a betting man or a betting woman, listen to Donnie Ray. I've been known to make the correct pick. Pick your parlays, whatever, whatever it is you may do, your money lines. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I got you. So every Pacers Premium Podcast, I like to end the episode giving out some fantasy picks. Like I say, I play fantasy basketball and I play in a money league, 20 team, but I always like to hook up the listeners and viewers with the fantasy picks if you play. So first fantasy pick, Dwight Powell. Now, this is probably more of a standard league pickup because he's probably already picked up in deep leagues. Like he's not even available. It was he hasn't he might have got drafted in my league. 20 team league but in standard league with 12 teams he might still be out there so Dwight Powell he had 17 and 9 yesterday and he's just been coming on I was watching the game uh I forget what it might have been like maybe it's Mavs Lakers I don't know but he was just knocking down some shots on that game uh another pickup Rondé Hollis Jefferson Toronto has some injuries and he can play the three. He can play the four. So his uh, minutes are going to start to pick up. Uh, Chris Boucher, another Toronto big man. Like I said, Gasol's injured. His minutes are going to pick up. 
uh, Gorgi Dang, Carl Anthony Towns is injured, so uh, he'll get more minutes. Uh, Jordan Bell, like I said, Carl Anthony Towns is injured, so he may get a couple more minutes, and he's kind of started to pick it up uh, the past few games. Jordan Bell really is like the past season and the season before last. I mean, before the season, he kind of been playing trash, but he's kind of starting to pick it up. You know, that's why the uh, Warriors didn't sign him back because he kind of regressed. But like I said, he's been picking it up. So uh, maybe him getting a couple more minutes, he'll produce more. Uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth for the Spurs. The Spurs are trash. So at some point, they'll end up playing the young young guys. He'll get more minutes. Uh, Radion Karuks for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, David Naba, uh, he tore his Achilles, so he's out for the season. So that may uh, that open up more minutes for him. Uh, Patrick McCaw, uh, Toronto. Like I said, Toronto is hampered with injuries. Siakam, Norman Powell, Gasol. So that'll open up more minutes for him. He's actually been starting. And the thing is, he's been starting, but like he doesn't really produce too much. He's averaging like maybe like it was like 10 points or something. Maybe that might be too generous, but we'll just say 10 points. So he's really not doing too much, but he's getting starter minutes. And I remember at one point people was, uh, you know, what I'm saying on him saying like he was real good. So maybe he can start to uh, show those flashes before like he got injured. I remember he fucked up his tailbone. And it's kind of just like been hushed since then. You haven't really heard too much about him. But maybe with these minutes, he can show us why everybody was so high on him at uh, one point. So those have been the fantasy pickups. And this has been the Pacers Premium Podcast, episode five. Like I said, make sure you check me out on audio. Uh, Subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts should be on there. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, fucking Stitcher, Tuned In, Google, all them shits. We should be on all of them. So make sure you check us out. Uh, search Donnie Ray's No Filter, Ron Rational, Patience Premium Podcast. It should all pop up. Um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us five stars rating. Like my man Bomani Jones says, if you give us anything less than five stars, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Uh, also, too, hit me up with your feedback, man. I'm never uh, scared to hear the feedback. Uh, if you got any ways that I can get better, let me know. Hit me up. Uh, shit. Comment below. Fuck it. Shit. Let me know, man. I'm just trying to get better. Can't be scared about criticism. Um, what else? I don't really got anything shit Appreciate you listening If this is your first time listening Hope you liked it If it's your multiple time listening Thank you for listening Um, I think that's pretty much all I got This has been the Pacers Premium Podcast Episode 5 We out here (laughs)